Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All the world will be your enemy, prince with a thousand enemies. And whenever they catch you, they will kill you. But first, they must catch you. Digger, listener, runner. Prince with a swift warning. Be cunning and full of tricks, and your people will never be destroyed. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underseen or underrated. I'm your host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined, as ever, by my wonderful co-host, Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you doing? You okay? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got a little bit of a cold. Just going to preface that in case I sound a bit, mm. in case instead of sounding raspy and sexy, I just found, mm. sound gross and full of phlegm. So just letting yeah. you know, listeners. Okay, I'll put it in the notes for the show. If anyone's listening to this because they think Alice sounds raspy and sexy, it is phlegm working its way through her chest. That's exactly um, it. So Alice, that was a lovely little reading you did at the start. Oh, there. thanks. Thanks. I just couldn't it help is. myself. I what love it. it. I love it so much. It was from this week's film, Ooh, which is Watership Down from 1978. From 1978 indeed. So yes, if, yes, spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. If you were particularly interested in that passage from the film, uh, well, we spoiled it because Alice really wanted to do that reading. And I think she smashed it out of the Warren. <laughs> oh, nice. Rabbit uh, yes, humor. Yes, we are, we are talking about Warren, Watership from 1978. Um, so, Alice, obviously you picked this one. So tell the guys at home why you picked it and a little bit about what's it about for those who haven't seen a very famous film. <laughs> so, Watership Down, it's the story of a group of rabbits who leave their warren because people are coming to destroy their home to build houses on the land. So, they go on a journey to find pastures new, but of course, it's not all that easy, and they meet various obstacles along the way, such as dogs, cats, rivers, traps, farmers with guns, and other rabbits living in a fascist regime. So, <laughs> the main reason that I picked this film was just because I wanted to talk about it, mm, which is mm. is somewhat a category that we do sometimes. You know, we obviously aim for the underrated, underseen, but sometimes if we just really want to talk about something, the self then we got to talk about it. It, it is a the... little bit. I mean, the way this episode started as well, <laughs> like, come on. But having had such great difficulty trying to find this yeah. to watch it for the podcast, I am also going to argue that it is a little bit underseen. Mm. And I don't know how or if modern audiences are able to go back and watch this. So, listeners, I had to watch this on YouTube, and it was a shitty 
grainy version and I was fuming, right? I have a lot of the streaming services mm -hmm. and I'm always looking on there and I'm always happy to pay for the media that I consume. So to not find it on any of them, I thought was a massive surprise. I don't think it's underrated at all. Like it's got quite good scores. Right. Box office wise, I did have a little look and it sort of made just over its budget. So it certainly isn't a commercial failure, but it cost about $2.4 million dollars and it made just over three million. So it, mm. it did make it back, but it's not like making massive bucks sort of thing. Um, so Josh, had you seen Watership Down before? Well, there's me starting the episode saying, if you haven't seen this very famous film, I, d I don't know if I have seen this, this very famous, <laughs> this very so, famous film. So I've definitely seen bits of it. I knew the plot. I knew Bright Eyes. I knew some of the mm. cast and all that. So I think... I wonder if this is one of those films that I have seen bits of, mm -hmm. but it's so part of particularly British consciousness that it's just bled into me over the years and I've sort of mm -hmm. absorbed it in other ways. The same way I imagine people are, or certainly are these days, with like Billy Elliot or The Full Monty or something like that. So, yeah, I, I don't, I de I've never made a point as a graddle of watching it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't know if I've seen it before. I obviously knew bits about it, but no. So I'd, I'd probably say I hadn't seen it in terms okay. of sitting it in, sitting in 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 one viewing. Um, I wonder if this is going to become one of our sort of category that keeps coming up, which is a lot of people have seen it, but it's going to be forgotten. Yeah, it's sort of getting. Do you know what I mean? Getting that's, left in the past, sort yeah, of thing. That's, yeah, that's where I wonder where it's going. So, so no, I hadn't I hadn't seen it. If I hadn't, if I had seen it, it wasn't since I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, and like you say, it was hard, it was difficult to get hold of. Um, I imagine I watched the same copy on YouTube as, as you did. Yeah, um, disappointing, man. Yeah, so 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 yeah. Um, well, let's get into it then. Um, so okay. obviously, you've picked this one. You obviously you just want to talk about it. I imagine there's a lot of Alice Oliver nostalgia coming my way here. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me about it. What do you like about Watership Down? Is it the lovely fluffy bunnies? Is it the big dogs that try and kill the fluffy bunnies? It's actually in this one instance, it isn't the dogs in this film that I love. And Very it is much the more, villains of this. They the are dog, a the little dogs bit. The dogs and the cats and the humans and the cars and the machinery. Yes, exactly. But no, it is It is all about the lovely fluffy bunnies. So uh, I love the concept. Like I was obsessed with Farthingwood as a child and this isn't a million miles away from that. Mm. And in fact, when my dad taped this off the telly, because of course he did and told me about it, he described it like being like Farthing Wood. So you can imagine how excited I was to watch it. But then even I felt at a very young age of which I saw it, that this was quite a bit darker than Farthing Wood. And I wasn't quite expecting that. <laughs> I love like the rich lore and like the mythos mm. that's expressed around the rabbits and their place in the world in the prologue at the beginning, especially. And I love the animation around this so much. So in fact, that I do have a Lord Frith tattoo on, uh, oh on my arm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you knew that. Maybe I'll take I'll take a picture of it and we can put it up on top social. Top of the arm, is it? Uh, it's on the back. It's on the back, back of the top of my arm. Right. Okay. So it's not one you'd see, obviously. No. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. sort of behind, and there are a couple of rabbits on there as well. And it's interesting because, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider this one of my favorite films. Like, I don't even think it would fall into my top ten. Like, if I made the list, but there was just something about it. Sometimes there's just. Sometimes you see a thing or you think about a thing. And as a person who does have a lot of tattoos, you just think, well, I'm getting that. Like, mm. I'm getting it. And, and there's no two ways about it. Like, I've got an Attack on Titan tattoo on my arm as well. 
but it isn't of one of my favorite characters. It's just of a very particular moment in the show that I was like, that's fucking amazing. I need to get that on me sort of thing. So it's weird how those things sort of have an impact on you. But yeah, so I've got Lord Frith on my arm and I got Ymir from Attack on Titan on my other arm in case you wanted to know, <laughs> listeners. Um, so the, yeah, so the art, that art style at the beginning of Lord Frith and all those animals, it's just really unusual and quite surreal. Mm. And I really loved that. And obviously in contrast to then what we get for the rest of the film. And I like all the kind of rabbit politics and the exploration into different rabbits' roles within their respective warrens. You know, we've got captains and generals. We have some rabbits who are favoured over others. Some are stronger, some are weaker. And I liked all the world building that revolved around that sort of thing. Music-wise, so I think the score is very evocative as well. And I do just, I absolutely fall to pieces whenever I hear Bright Eyes. Mm. So obviously I'm trying to watch this film and Ollie was sat next to me, but I missed most of the sequence um, of the film when that song was playing because I was crying so hard. So I had my hoodie on. So then obviously I wrapped my hood around my eyes so he couldn't (laughs) see that I was crying. So that was a shame. (laughs) Again, not that he's ever made me feel bad about crying at anything. That's just my own sort of embarrassment coming into play there. (laughs) But I love the music and I love that song and I think it really adds a lot to the film. And then there are just some moments in this that really punch me in the gut, sort of thematically and visually, and it's mostly around the rabbit-on-rabbit violence that we get quite a lot of and the way that this is depicted. So don't get me wrong, the sequence where Captain Holly is recounting the trauma of his warren getting filled in and the rabbit suffocating to death is horrendous. But there's something about the rabbit on rabbit violence that just feels so much the wound more sad stuff towards the end and all that yeah, sort of stuff. It, yeah, it just feels tragic. And like I know that animals hurt each other and kill each other in the wild. Like I've watched so many David Attenborough documentaries. You know, my favourite animal are orca, and they are mean bastards. So I get it. But I just find it brutal, and it has such a massive impact on me even mm. now. And I wonder if some of that is because. Obviously, the way we view rabbits, like you've said, cute, fluffy, little, you know, they're pets for a lot of people. You guys oh. as well. Oh, they're not, so, they're not cute <laughs> and they're going through your fucking laptop charger. No, I'm not. Like we're tearing up your carpets. <laughs> so it's just, it's just interesting to get. It'd be like if a similar sort of uh, film, like based around puppies, and puppies were yeah, doing that to each yeah. other, that sort of thing. I think it's, it's um, an interesting point you make there about the animal on, on, on animal violence. A lot of people will say, you know, they can watch all the war films in the world of men mm. blowing the absolute shit out of each other, but as soon as you bring a horse getting hurt, yeah, or the it's dog, like, yeah. Right. And it, I think I think a lot of it comes down to, um, I mean, it, a lot of it just comes down to people love animals. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the simplest explanation. But I th- there is also an element of, I think when human beings do it to each other, for the most part, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas animals, it's all instinct, isn't it? Yeah. And I think there's, I mean? there's just, there's such, there's such like, like vulnerability there as well, because yeah. obviously the way that, you know, being the apex predators that we are, like we are very aware and we can rationalize things and contextualize things. And even, you know, we can understand to an extent why certain things happen, but animals can't as much i'm not trying to downplay animal intelligence of course You're saying they're like thick. They're, yeah yeah they're, they're just yeah. thick as shit they're yeah. all the big dummies um so th- there's just something about that and then obviously yeah like you say just uh, for a lot of humans our relationship with animals is one of thinking oh i need to look after you yeah. you're cute and vulnerable so i need to take care of you sort of thing yeah but those were the main things that i mm. liked about it and and there is I did watch this film very young, probably too young, I think, really, when you when you go back and watch it. But what else is new I think that's a lot of people's relationship with this film. Yeah. 
One yeah. of the, I think, one of the overriding things people say, as, as, as I say, particularly in, in in the UK, is is that this is quite scarring for a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we, you know, we might touch on, we might touch on later on, but I think that's a lot of people's takeaway from this film is, oh God, like it really scarred me as a kid that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that as well. I do agree. Uh, so what about you then? What are some of the things that you liked about this? Yeah. So overall, I, you know, I thought it was just okay. I, you know, enjoyed bits of it. I enjoyed a lot of it. There's something, I think just to touch on what you said there about the animation style, that was a real standout for me. There's something about this and the execution that was really the word that came to my mind was rustic. Mm. Like it reminded me of the snowman. Mm-hmm. We've oh, not long, yeah. we've not long had Christmas, but that sort of yeah. it's simple, but it's effective and it's mm-hmm. emotional and that sort of thing. And I think a lot of that is down to a couple of things. So the look and the sound of the film. So I really enjoyed, like, like I say, that rustic feel of the animation style. It's quite simple. It's you know, it picks its color palettes. It's autumnal in the way it feels. It felt a lot like at times you were looking at. This sounds like a really stupid thing to say to some about animation, but it felt like you were looking at moving paintings, which I know is essentially mm-hmm. what animation is. But we are in a day and age now where we're getting fired animation every other month, and it's all CGI and it's all mm-hmm. this and all that. And there's, so there's a film I really want to watch. It's been on my list for ages called, I think it's called Loving Vincent or Love Vincent. I've never okay. seen it, but it's essentially a, a, a biopic or it's a film about Van Gogh and all of it is told through oil paintings and they painstakingly Ooh. animated each oil painting in the style of Van Gogh to tell a story Ooh. about Van Gogh. And I've wanted to watch it for ages and this has made mm. me really go, oh, you know what, I might watch that soon. Yeah, time to put it on you the know, top that, of the list. That sort of thing. I just remember hearing it come out, thinking that sounds really interesting, mm. um, and 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 never quite getting to it. So, yeah, felt it, the world it created felt really appropriate in the way that it looked. Add to what add to that the way that it sounds as well. So, the music is great, like you've said, but I loved all the sound editing, particularly in the first half of the film when it's all crunchy leaves and birds mm. chirping and digging in the soil and all that sort of stuff. It felt, you know, it really felt like it sucked you into this world where these rabbits are living as if they think that they are their own society. Well, they are their own society. Just to touch on the animation of the rabbits themselves as well. As you said, I'm no leading expert. However, I do have two rabbits, two house rabbits, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, who, and also we've had rabbits before as well. And I can basically testify to the fact that the way that they move in this is spot on. Mm. Even down to the oh. way that they, the way that they fight. The only thing mm. that's inaccurate about the way that they fight in this film is that it's too slow. But that's because the animation style would not possibly let you have captured the speed of it. So, <laughs> yeah. little story for you. So we've got two house rabbits, and last well, it would have been about eighteen months ago now. One of them got poorly. She got a really yeah. upset tummy, and they have a lot of stomach problems. Rabbits, and they can go into what's called stasis. So if you don't make sure that they, if you don't make sure that they're eating and pooing, basically they die. So within forty eight hours, and because they are prey animals, um, they don't show you. They don't show you that they are mm-hmm. unwell. So you mm-hmm. often don't know that they're unwell until they're really unwell, because they start to freeze up. Anyway, she wasn't well. Took her to the vets. She had a couple of days in the vets, a few bits of steroids and other things, and she was fine. She's still with us now. They are they are quite old now. So how however long we'll have them will be a blessed time and all that sort of stuff. But she was the dominant one. She was the dominant rabbit of the two. And when we got them back, because Muggins here didn't think to take them both to the vets, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I don't know, as I say, I'm not an expert. This might have happened anyway. And if there are any rabbit experts listening, I'd be into, and I'd love to know if this would have happened anyway, because it'll make me feel a lot better. Um, but basically, when we got back, the, obviously the, the, the alpha, the dominant rabbit, had been ill and out of the house for a few mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So they got back and me not knowing put them back together and honestly they just started scrapping it was like oh, a whirlwind God. now they 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 play fight now yeah but just by chasing each other and mm. you can tell that they're playing because they just stop and go and sit down mm-hmm. and they still snuggle each other and all the things that rabbits do um but at the time it was really scary and essentially what, oh, what's bet, happened yeah. is the the dominance is swapped Mm-hmm. So the other one is now the dominant one. So, but let me tell you that, that anyway, that my point I'm making is that I've seen rabbits fight. I've seen rabbits move a lot and it is pretty, pretty well done mm-hmm. in, in this film. Although it's really hard to stop them fighting because you've got to grab one of them, but it's like yeah. a whirlwind of fur. I can tell you, I tried yeah. to get a video of it. Couldn't even get a video of it because I wanted to show my partner who was a working away. I would go, what do I do? Oh, um, God. But in the end, obviously I just split them up. It was like, I'm talking like 10 seconds because yeah. it would have been. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fatal for one of them. Um, and they're both girls as well, and they're aren't both they? Girls, so that's yeah. interesting, yeah. Girls, sorry, females. Yeah, women, women be fighting, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know what it's like. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so anyway, back to the film. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the world creation side of things as well. So. One of the bits I had forgotten, so my sort of recollection of the film was it's about some rabbits. One of them has a vision that the, the warren's going to be destroyed, so they go on mm. a journey. I'd completely forgotten that they have their own society. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, you know, there's like you say, there's like rank and rules and prison and punishment. 
um, and religion as well. The fact that they've got their own religion, so that their god yeah, is yeah. Frith. So it's mm. like, so like Hazel, the way she says things like, "Oh, for Frith's sake," mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like. So that, I, you know, I really enjoyed that. And that look and that sound, I thought, really helped create that that world that we're talking about. So not only did it feel real in the sense that it's set in the real world, it's actually set in a real place, but also it helps you really buy into that that religion and that mm. story and that world and stuff like that. Voice acting helped as well. I thought it was weirdly, I don't know if this is just the style, the direction, or if they were going for it this way because it was a kid's film, but I don't know about you. I found the, a lot of the voice acting to be weirdly soothing and calming in places. Lots I mean, of lines jo- just John Hurt like this. Always. You know? John Hurt is always yeah, soothing. I mean, right? he's got an amazing voice, as does <laughs> Denim Elliott, who plays one of, mm. one of the, the bunnies. But like, there's bits where it's like, we're all going to die. Yeah, and you're like uh, they're very calm. Aren't yeah, they? It's, they like, are it's calm. like ASMR. It's like rabbit ASMR. But <laughs> yeah, so 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 lots to like in there. I think. Okay, so let's move on to things that we would perhaps change about Watership Down, or that we didn't like about Watership Down. Alice, Watership Down, or Watership Up. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Fireboat up. There you go. <laughs> That's the game we're playing, Josh. I can bring it. I can bring it. <laughs> go on. What didn't you like? What would you, what would you change? What didn't you like? So not, in, not, not, in, not, not grim enough. I mean, plenty grim, plenty grim. So there's there's like a few smaller points here that sort of inform a much larger point. And I do yes. believe that I'm not alone in this opinion. And ultimately, it's the big old question of who is this film for, right? So some elements of the script, of the dialogue between characters, the story and character development are really simple, as if it has been designed to be understood easily by children, but this doesn't quite align with how traumatic and frankly just horrible some of the moments in this film are. So like I said already, the moment with the rabbit's warren is getting filled in and then there's the implication that Bigwig is free to have his way with any of the does controlled by the general and the climax of the film where the rabbits are tearing each other apart literally to death and you get all of this without any of the film being fun or lighthearted or really that enjoyable. So it's not getting balanced out by anything. And I wonder if maybe... Maybe there's an argument in there somewhere that Kiha, so the seagull, is meant to provide some of the comic relief, right? But I just found him damn irritating, to be honest. And I think, and I don't know if you caught this, but I think maybe at one point he tells one of the rabbits to piss off. He does tell one of the rabbits to piss off. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this, was this a U or a PG? I think it was one and then became the other. It's a bit like how in in some U's they'll say arse. Yeah, I guess. Piss off, though. I was like, did he just say piss off? So there's that. And then ultimately, it just kind of feels like you're getting the extreme of both ends. So I personally, I think I would have preferred it if it just fully lent into being more adult. And I think if more, like, attention to detail with some of the elements of the script, and especially, like, the character development, which I do think is really lacking, I think would have just elevated this film even more. And I think when I think about Farthingwood and, and uh, you know, I, I, sorry to keep comparing the two, but <laughs> there are some really complex conversations in Farthingwood and you do get some really great character development. I know it was obviously over many, many series, but that's fully a kid's TV show. So I think ultimately I'm just a little bit disappointed at what feels to me like a bit of a missed opportunity 
to lean mm. fully into making this, you know, this is a complex story. We're conveying complex messages and here are complex characters. Mm. Whereas actually it's a bit of a complex story, but the characters are not very complex. Mm. Like the conversations are just really basic and it's just like, oh, we need kids to understand this. But then also look at these rabbits killing each other. Like mm. it's just, it's, it's unclear yeah, Who this is I, I know what you mean. Like you said, there's an element of because I think it's definitely four kids. Yeah, which is weird. I, th- right? I think they've <laughs> just gone. It's four kids, but we're trying to teach them something, so let's scare it yeah. into them, sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, like we've already touched on, that is definitely the main takeaway that a lot of people um, will say about this film. I think if you ask people at the, of the right age who will have seen these as kids first time round, they will go, "Oh, scare the shit out of me." Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think, I think that that thing of who is it for, I think you're right. I think, I think it is, it's for kids. I think, I think it comes back to something I'm going to touch on as well, which is that I think this is, it's more indicative of a different time Mm -hmm. and how much was expected of, of kids in, in, in certain ways and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I'm waffling a little bit now, but I do, I do think that, um, it's probably just, it's for kids, but they just try to scare them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. But that's kind of it for me. It was yeah. just in terms of some of the simplicity around it. I thought it would it just would have enhanced the whole experience if certain things had been a little bit more complex and a bit more sophisticated, mm. perhaps. So what about you then? Anything you didn't like or yeah, that you a, few, a few a few bits, yeah. So I definitely mm. would would agree with that in terms of it is a little bit grim and I could see how it would it would scare kids. Um would it I but I don't know if it'd scare kids now. I think oh, it might it might yeah. still scare the younger kids. They'll always be scared by something if you're five. Mm. Whereas I think maybe an eight-year-old in the 70s might have been scared of it, an eight-year-old of it now, probably on Grand Theft Auto anyway. Well, good um, point. Yeah. Kids today, Alice. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> um, so for me, it's, it was a bit dated in places. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit dated in its style and a bit dated in it. So I liked the style. I like that rustic style, but it was very slow and mm-hmm. soft in places mm-hmm. it felt a little bit like at times you'd be sort of being read a, a bedtime story so that did lead me to feel a little bit bored uh-huh in I places i mean i know it's definitely not aimed at me but it did let, make me feel a little bit bored in places and i can see how if you showed this version to a kid now i don't think they're staying off an ipad yeah to, yeah, to some that. extent i don't know every every kid is different um some kids might you know kids surprise you some can be absolutely hooked Mm. um so i think there's that there's an element as well there's a little bit of lack of exposition in places particularly around at the start so all the characters names um and there is stuff about their religion but i did have to follow bits of it along as i was watching it Mm. on wikipedia to be like right so who's that and what's that what's the mythology around it so i really liked the mythology but i thought they could have done with a little bit more of that and a little bit less maybe conversations about what they were going to do or or, yeah. or whatever you know balance it up that way a, a, a little bit it's so definitely that's definitely like the curse of these adaptations isn't i think it? it's the taking age i think something it, it, from yeah. books yeah taking something from the book to into the screen oh definitely there's definitely. always going to be that, those missing those missing elements and it's like how much do you you know how much detail do you go into what do we cover because you know 
if you're adapting a book, well, ideally you'd have all the time in the world and as much time as it takes, but you know, we don't have that. It's an hour and a half or whatever it is. So it's about sort of trying to cram it all in there. But through that, you do lose, you lose a lot of it, which is a shame. I think there's definitely an element in that. And I think there's definitely just an element of it's time and it's aged. Mm. You know, it is, it is almost 50 years old. So, so it's, it's bound to look a a little bit older. I mean, there are animations that, we've done that are more recent than this that I enjoyed less, like All Dogs mm. Go to Heaven. I enjoyed this yeah. probably a little bit more than that. So, but there is just an element of it's a little bit slow. It's a little bit dated. Um, and then that lack of, like you say, that lack of exposition, that that sort of adaptation for the book definitely comes through. But, you know, it's still a bit of a classic, isn't it? Oh, there we go. I've done another category. Accidentally. <laughs> it's also a classic. Good for me. <laughs> Anyway, then we'll move on to talking about the critical reception then. Um, Alice, I, I haven't seen the critical reception. Okay. Um, Thoughts? I, I, I imagine it did well. Uh-huh. So what would I give it? Six out of ten, maybe? Something like that around, around okay. that mark, maybe a little lower. What do well, I that think hurts me get? a little bit, Josh. Oh, really? That's quite yeah. low. That, that low me. for you, is it? Yeah, that I mean, that, I don't, that's not me saying it's bad. It's just <laughs> why I give it. I can definitely see why it's a classic. I can mm. definitely see why it's been emotionally affecting for people. Mm. Um, I did think it was a little slow. I probably covered it from at the wrong time and wrong age. Mm. Um, how do I think it did? Probably quite well. Probably better than I would give it. So I think you're probably looking at like a high seven or eight for this. Um, okay. So what, what about what do you reckon then? What would you give it and how did it do? What would I give it? I wonder, I think because of in terms of the impact, like the just the impact that it has on me, I think mm. it's got to be an eight. So right. like I cried maybe four times whilst watching this. And so I've, I've got to sort of take that into account. I know that obviously a lot of that's to do with nostalgia. I mean, I cried at fucking Ewoks the Battle for Endor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not, that's not a good barometer of sort of how good something <laughs> is. It's how much it made Alice cry because I'll cry at any old shit apparently. But it still it still hits me in the moment where where Hazel gets shot and then oh, yeah. Fiverr, you yeah. know, they break the news to Fiverr and he's like, No, he's not dead. Like he just knows, he just sort of feels it and then he and then he goes to find him, like fucking hell. That just breaks me, sort of thing. So I I think I'm comfortably giving this an eight. Eight. Um, okay. I, th- I don't yeah. think that's unfair. Yeah. I think nostalgia's doing quite a bit of the lifting oh, as well. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. So certainly. So how did it do then? So on IMDb at the time of recording, it gets 7.6. Okay. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it 79%, and then the audience give it 86%. Wow. So the High audience like it even audience. more than they or they like it even more than I do, which I, yeah. I was surprised to see that. I, I thought the critics would be higher. Yeah, so that's so, almost bang on eight out of ten. So that's almost bang on it, what yeah. you said and what I thought it would do. Okay. So that's it's just just over. But yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. You picked it because you wanted to talk about it. And I think, what what do you think about my argument that it might be underseen? Obviously, I think you people bob, know think the you, name. I think you bob on there. Um, yeah. I think that people know about it. I think it's one of those things that people know what it is, but don't go and watch it. Yeah, it feels do that way, I mean? doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, we've touched on that before with other films of people being like, you know, people know what a Charlie Chapman film is. Uh-huh, and if you said, what's this one, out yeah. of him? I go, hey, it's from the one where he's, where, where he's sort of Hitler. Yeah. But the, have you ever watched it? Nah. Same with, a, a lot of people will know the shower scene from Psycho or but, a yeah. scene from Singing in the Rain, but they've never or, gone and watched yeah. it. 
So or like Marilyn Monroe as well. Like Marilyn everyone Monroe, knows Diamonds who she is best friend and, and what she looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. But, but have they seen um, it, sort of thing? So do I think it's do I think it's underrated? No, I think that's that for me is probably overrated. Yeah, but that's, fair. that's not why you picked it. I definitely think it's probably uh, if maybe not underseen now, but I definitely think it's on its way to becoming. Actually, no, do you know what? I reckon it probably is. It probably is underseen now. I don't think. Many people are probably seeking this out now with all the yeah. content that's out there specifically for kids. I mean, it isn't on anything. It's not even on. It's not on Disney Plus. Netflix wasn't even on Prime. Um, or go- like on- Google wasn't even Google, on Google Play, which usually has which usually like has everything. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, you know yeah, I'll give you that. I think it, I think it's I think it's forget the rating argument. I think it's un- it is underseen. Good, because you know what else as well. It's not fun. And it's not fun to watch. No. So no one's putting this on for a good time. So all I can think is the only people watching it are the people who've seen it when it come out or when they were kids and are thinking, oh yeah, let's give that another watch. And then they watch it and they're like, fucking hell, why have I watched yeah. this again? Or maybe rabbits watch it as a like a 28 days later type thing for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what'll happen. This is what'll happen to you if you misbehave. <laughs> oh. Well, there we go. Watership down. Appropriately rated for me, a little bit overrated for Josh, but I think definitely an argument there that it could be underseen. So, Josh, enough of that. Enough of these killer rabbits. Mm. What are we going to be watching for next week? Hopefully something a bit nicer. So next week, Alice, you may or may not have paid attention to this, what with your current condition, (laughs) but it is in fact... (laughs) valentine's day oh crikey so it is no yes. I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that to be honest no. why would you <laughs> why was i i got bigger fish uh, to fry to be honest, be honest me neither uh, yeah. i'm not but, trying to but, woo anyone that's yeah. for sure you've won that you've won that battle <laughs> that, that's yeah. over Done it. Um, it's time to win the war now <laughs> um, so, so so next week is valentine's day not on tuesday when the episode's released but the day after so i was thinking about what what's an appropriate film for valentine's day and I've had one on my list for a little while that I've wanted Ooh, to do that okay. I think is a perfect film for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And I think it deserves a little bit more love as well. And I think it's up there with possibly, and I'm going for a big swing earlier, the perfect rom-com. Whoa, holy yeah. moly. Okay. And that All film right. is Watership. No, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that film is... Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. It's that, it's that got Emma Stone in it? It does have Emma Stone, Steve okay. Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, and Kevin Bacon in it, and obviously other actors as well. There so we that's are. what we'll be talking Fabulous. about next week for our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, so so uh, join us next week. We'll be talking about Crazy Stupid Love. If you've not seen it, give it a watch. It's perfect for those cozy Valentine's Day nights if you're trying to impress someone or put it on in the background and both sit on your phones if you're not trying to impress anyone. Um, <laughs> that's that's what most of us do. We're all deeply miserable. Um, mm. We will see you next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias if you just search for Just Films and That on Facebook, Twitter, X, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. You'll find us, engage with us, follow us. We try and put regular content out there as well. So, so hopefully you like it. Um, if you go to the episode description notes here as well, you'll find our Patreon. If you are interested in getting extended episodes, ad-free episodes, episodes a day early, then click the link. Um, tier start at £1 a month, and all of them include extended ad-free episodes, which will get a day early. We're on the television as well, aren't we, Alice? 
We are indeed. Every Friday evening from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV networks. If you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. And I'm also uploading all the videos to Daily Motion. so if you head on over there and search just films and that, you'll be able to see exactly what it is we're up to. Yes, lots of ways to see us, hear us, get in touch with us. But as ever, we'll see you next week. And thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio! Bye! softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.